Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Woodhounds podcast. We are a podcast about firewood and fun. And, and firewood. And firewood. My name is Joe, and I'm sitting across the table here at Woodhound Studio from my good friend, Dan. Dan, would you care to say hello to the world? Yes. Hello, world. Hello, Woodhounds. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Glad you're here listening. Um, it's been great uh, seeing the response we've been getting. It's it's just uh, it's taking off, and every week it just seems to keep growing and growing. This is so, really cool, isn't it? Yes, it is very I, cool. I have not. I'm not an expert on podcasting yet, but you know, you get your your dashboard and you can see your data, and it's impressive. <laughs> yes. I I would imagine that we we got to be up there with some of the fastest growing podcast don't you well think? we are the number one rated firewood podcast in the world so that's great you know that's a great that's a great uh, honor oh it's awesome awesome yeah. hey dan yes do you have a second for a trivia question oh yes i love trivia questions not so much okay. answering them but hearing them <laughs> well i have a very good one for you all, all right, right. What do these following countries have in common? Are you ready? Yes. The United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, Germany, Ireland, Norway, Belgium, India, New Zealand, Iran, Japan, Switzerland, Romania, Austria, Hungary, Ukraine, Finland, Hong Kong, Israel, Russia, Sweden, Thailand, and South Africa. Oh, my. Um... If I had to make a guess, I would say all of those countries, what they have in common is they are on planet Earth. <laughs> well, you are technically correct. They are all uh, representative of the Woodhound Nation. Really? Uh, yeah, those are all the countries that are following uh, the podcast. So we've had downloads in all of those countries? Yes, we have. And wow. you know, the one, uh, uh, South Africa, the one that I had named last, we have had one. And I would love to hear from our um, Woodhound in South, South Africa. Maybe he or yeah. she could send us an email. Yeah, if, you, if they can email us at thewoodhounds at gmail.com. And that is great to hear. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, we, are an inter we are an international phenomenon. Wow. And for those of you listening out there, if you if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform or if you're listening on thewoodhounds.com, wherever you're listening, just remember that you can always, uh, there should be an option for you to follow uh, the podcast. And that way you're, in, you know, you're notified anytime new episodes come out. Um, I think you'll be notified, you know, every now and then we might throw something out there like uh, a episode that's not on our scheduled download so it'd be good yeah. to follow along. Who would have thought firewood could be this fun? And we've been getting some comments from um, like our friend Daniel Atkins. He's yes. said another, uh, he's said he's, with our last episode about I Got a Split, he had said it's just a great episode. It's great to hear from both of you. 
our friend Chris Artman, uh, Cliff Blick. Uh, they all send their love. So yes. it's good to hear from you guys. And please send us an email or comment in any way that you can. And if you have a really good comment, what the heck? We'll read it on we'll read it on the air. Yeah. Or if you have a suggestion for something you'd like to hear the Woodhounds discuss, send that in as well. As long as the suggestion is uh, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is one Keep thing that I heard, uh, some rumblings on the internet, Joe. You have. And I, I think we need, before we go any further, I think we need to clear some things up. Okay. And because I'm a little, you know, I'm a little disturbed by it. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. And so I need you to, uh, to set the record straight. Okay, I am here. All right. So the things I've been hearing and seeing online, I uh, they have to do with you, actually, and <laughs> and how you are ripping people off oh selling them God. firewood. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you are ripping well, people off selling firewood. And and can I ask? How is that so? Well, I didn't get into that's that's the only detail I have. <laughs> so, so I, that's why I, I want to hear your side of the story as to you know how is it that you rip people off? Yeah, there is <laughs> something about there's something about the firewood industry that I am just fascinated by, and there is this belief. Um, held by some that that feels profiting from the sale of sale, profiting from the sale of firewood is is inherently evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the the mantra that I have heard from all these years is that you cannot make money selling firewood. And I would say that for a lot of the ways that people do sell it, I agree with you. When you try to apply modern retail principles to firewood, it can be very profitable. And that's where some of these comments start uh, coming in from left field. <laughs> and the comment that you are referring to was a comment that I received on a YouTube video that I posted about bundled firewood. Oh. You ever like when you walk into a grocery store and out in the lobby where all the carts are, they'll have a display of firewood and it's got about six or seven pieces wrapped in plastic with a little nylon handle stapled into it. Yep. And you can buy that bundle from like six, seven, eight, nine dollars. I did a video showing how I sell firewood and one of my commenters said that I'm a ripoff artist. <laughs> uh, because i had the audacity to sell bundled firewood and that uh, all i am doing is ripping people off yeah so yeah if that is the case then i raise my hand and say guilty you are you are guilty of <laughs> well it, it, it is an interesting topic because to me it's something where if you're in business, I'm guessing you're in business to make money. Yeah. And if you I, can make money, why wouldn't you? 
Yes, I regard Ohio Woodburner as it will never be a, as long as I can control this, <laughs> it will never be a nonprofit organization. <laughs> you know, there's different ways of making money, obviously, but uh, providing a world-class product with a world-class delivery service uh, is my way of making money. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> so I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't ask where this person lived, you know, because at least in our country under capitalistic principles, profit is not evil. No. <laughs> and I am, you know, and I don't even sell it directly to the end user, the customer. I sell it to the retailer. So they're buying it off of me at a wholesale price. So maybe it's the grocer who's the ripoff yeah. <laughs> and not me, you know, I have an order and I fill it and you know, that's a, it's a real frustrating topic. And I see this in the firewood industry and I don't think that this belief, this attitude exists in other industries where you sell something for a profit and because another person can't sell it for that same amount, it's, you know, therefore you're ripping people off. You are the ripoff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. There seems to be in firewood. I don't know what it is, Dan. Is it because uh, in a way it's like the people's industry, anyone can do it, you know, that has the desire, you know, that, you know, that they have the, the physicality to do it minimal amount of tools to make firewood that can be sold. And it just seems to me for as long as I've been around, the going rate for a cord of firewood is $150. And I can buy it every day for $150. I could probably even find someone to stack it at my house for $150. <laughs> but man, when you get into bundled firewood and you realize that you can get six, seven, eight hundred dollars a cord once you're all done, you know, right. you're providing value, you're providing a service uh, that people want. But right. because one person out there disagrees, you know, <laughs> because they <laughs> they don't see the value, therefore I am a ripoff. Ugh, yes. It's just, a, it's just annoying. Well, and I think that, you know, there's a couple things here. So in my eyes, I look at it as the person who's actually getting ripped off are the people that are selling it way too cheap. They're ripping themselves off. You know, if you, I, I don't know, it's, it's strange because to your point, firewood has always seemed to be different, but really it's not. Like, I know that you, you talked before and you've done a video where you compared firewood to like cantaloupe or produce or you know and and why isn't it it's the same it's the same concept it should be anyway. right so yeah, totally it's to me it's it's one of those things where you know i i look around in my area and i see people selling it for like you said 150 a cord 50 a face cord and you know if i sell it for 100 a face cord am i ripping people off or are the people selling it for 50 ripping themselves off yeah. yeah. The the way I see it is firewood isn't just firewood. You know, it's not all the same. And that's where I think a lot of people just assume that it is. And 
there are, you know, we've had podcasts about this, you know, there's different qualities, there's different species, there's different things that you can do to create value with your firewood that people are willing to pay for. And I have found, you know, and it's not just the firewood, but delivering it. And, you know, I've told these stories before. I've heard stories of delivery services where the guy shows up drunk. He went to the bathroom in the customer's front yard, you know, trucks leaked oil all (laughs) over the driveway. And people are willing to pay extra for a professional, you know, service. Right. And so, yeah, so that is, uh, that is a very frustrating thing in firewood. Uh, It's like there, it's the industry at times is in the stone ages. And there is a group of people that are just rooted in that and they're trying to hold it back. Yep. And I would imagine that they're probably not in it. They're probably not in the business is I think they probably just like making firewood and they do it on the side, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it it leaves me. (laughs) I, do you really think that the soda pop industry deals with this too? (laughs) Where, (laughs) um, you know, Dr. Pepper sells their pop in 20 ounce bottles. Do you think that like, you know, country time lemonade or someone calls up Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper and calls them a ripoff because they (laughs) sell smaller quantity, you know, because they're selling their pop for too much or does Ford motor company call up Maserati and say, you guys are a ripoff because you're selling your cars for a hundred thousand dollars more than what you can buy a Ford. And ours goes down the road, just like yours, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but in the firewood, but in the firewood industry, we have people that, call you a ripoff because you make money yeah (laughs) it's 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 really it really is strange and i mean when you start looking into it i mean i don't know it's you know i mean you have to put in more work you have to do more to get that higher profit margin but that is there's the other thing is that if if that's something that you know if, if i'm calling you a ripoff and I don't want to do the work to get the same amount of value that you're getting from your firewood. Like that's on me. Right. You know? And I think that's where a big, I think a big problem with uh, people selling firewood is just that self-awareness. Yeah. And I think self-awareness is a key term because, you know, who buys bundled firewood? You know, there are people that you know they look at bundled firewood and they just shake their head and scratch their you know they scratch their head because you know you're spending a lot of money for a very small amount of firewood when you could probably you know buy a pickup truck load for just a few dollars more right but but that doesn't you know because that is the way you want your firewood doesn't speak for the entire world you know there are people out there that just want a small bundle or two or three Absolutely. small bundles. They yep. may live in an apartment complex or they don't have room or they don't have a desire for having firewood around their house. They just want a fire for the weekend. Yep. And that's what bundled firewood does. It provides that choice to customers who are just looking for a small amount. Is it in the grand scheme of things, is it a good value when you think about how much you can buy an entire quart of firewood for? Absolutely not. 
but that is the value that customers are willing to pay. Yep. It's why I want a 20 ounce Dr. Pepper and I'll spend a, you know, it's a dollar 95 at the grocery store. They have right. a machine in the, in the lobby and you can buy the whole two liter for 99 cents. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> why isn't this guy sending uh, Kroger's or your grocery store <laughs> an email saying that you're a ripoff because you're selling 20 ounce Dr. Peppers for a dollar 95. <laughs> ah, just, yeah, I find this very annoying. It's and, and I think, again, it goes back to that whole relating firewood to other products. You know, it's the same concept, but I think yeah. for too long and for too many people, it's always just been one way of selling firewood. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is, you know, the way people look at firewood. And I s would properly define firewood as a commodity just like a you know the infamous barrel of oil Ooh. or you know a crate of cantaloupes from the farmer's field you know those are commodities so does does anyone ever call up well they might be now but you know, <laughs> does anyone ever call up call up call up Haviland motor oil company and call them a ripoff because a quart of motor oil is $4 when I can buy the entire barrel, you know, for 17 cents a quart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, like I said, it's just one of those things where, I mean, and, and the other thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is, um, where they live is going to be different than where you live or where I live or where anyone else yeah. lives. You know, it's, it's uh, totally what the market will, you know, drive in that area. Uh, for me, it's, it's different than somebody say in Arkansas or Missouri or, or if you live in out in the farmlands where I live versus the city, right. You know, firewood is worth a lot more money in New York city uh, than it is out here in the farmlands of Northeast Ohio. Exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't say, though, Dan, that you can't rip someone off. Oh, no. Selling firewood. <laughs> you know, do you, you know, how, can, can you think of any ways that you could rip off someone selling firewood? Very, very easily. You can give them uh, a less amount than you agreed to. So, you know. Say they ordered a cord. You could have less than a cord. You could have uh, the term I like, mixed hardwoods sprinkled with oak. <laughs> and by sprinkled <laughs> with oak, two or three pieces per hundred. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of ways that I think you can rip people off. But I don't think, I think the price is one aspect that you shouldn't really focus on. I mean, yeah, well, I, I would say, you know, any industry or any individual, you know, is capable of, you know, price gouging, you know, for instance, say there's a major power outage, you know, for a week in the middle of the winter time. And then someone decides to sell their firewood for a thousand dollars a cord. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. people who are dis- desperate. And you saw that, you know, during certain times when the gas prices go up the, you know, $5 a gallon. I remember during the Gulf War, you know, that the, yeah, we had gas prices that just went through the roof overnight. And I still remember, you know, certain gas stations here in my hometown that got in trouble, you know, for gouging. Yep. And uh, so there's that element of it. But I think the big one, you know, is is the quantity of it. You know, yeah. there's a lot of games that people play or they could in, you know, I mean, if we're talking about ripping people off, we would assume that it was intentional, you know, that they've misled the customer where they're talking two different quantities yeah. or they short them. And from my experiences in delivery, I, I've said this before, I I'm probably even being too conservative here. Like 90% of customers have not a clue about quantity. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah. You know, yeah. And there's nothing that's stopping me, you know, to leaving half of their order out. And I would bet that they would never even know. You know, but obviously I'm not going to do that. No, uh, but the the uh, the implications are, <laughs> you know, that there is just a lack of education out there for customers. You know, I think that's where a sales opportunity is also an educational opportunity and teaching people about quantities and what they're looking for. Uh, did you see my one video of um, my friend Mike from Cleveland? He's a YouTube channel. Uh, uh, backyard warrior bbq he bought a third of a cord and when the, the the guy delivered it and they stacked it and it was short and it was because the guy said well when he stacked it it was green and it just shrank <laughs> yep uh-huh <laughs> or your your yeah, rack that's, that's... Your, your rack is a little off are you sure this is measured your your rack is measured right because that when i le- when i left my yard i pulled it out of an eight foot by four foot rack and it you know it was full <laughs> sure yeah and then the other thing you know like cutting your wood at 16 inches uh, you know, yeah. the cord measurements are based upon a 16 inch stick of, of firewood if you've cut it at 12 inches you know you're yeah. you're shorting you're shorting you could still have a stack four foot tall eight foot long but it's not 16 inches 16 inches wide no yeah <laughs> there's there's many ways like you said I, I guess there are very many ways you could rip people off but yeah do you have rules in wisconsin about measurements and selling firewood um no we do not I, well yeah. in, we ohio, in ohio we do yeah they have like um what is it it has to be in a like if you're selling bundles, you have to the only the rules I've saw is where you have to label the amount that it is, and uh-huh. and um, I think that's it. But yeah. as far as like cordwood, I don't think there's any. You know, you can sell a trailer load, a truck load. You can sell a basket yeah. full, a tote full whatever and that's where you know the buyer has to beware especially if the laws aren't protecting them and you know the infamous truckload of firewood you know yeah <laughs> i wish i would have saved this facebook ad it was hilarious the guy he says um you know 
firewood uh you had to come to his place and he would load your truck he says truck load and he had s10 in parentheses and i was like <laughs> uh you know the s10 that they haven't made that in like 20 years now or something you know whatever <laughs> i don't know what year they quit making the s10 and then it was heaped or level and then there was a full-size truck six and a half foot bed heaped or level and then eight foot bed he has and then he had um a trunk <laughs> load you know i was like good night yeah <laughs> you know and that's where um you know the the problems um can start when you know like i've said that before the guy uh, that i was talking to he ordered a truckload and he said the guy shows up in a jeep so you know there's a loose <laughs> definition of what a truck is and right. yeah and if you're interested in not ripping customers off you should stick to you know, mutually understood quantities yes but I think that's where it's interesting because I don't know if the ripoff is necessarily always coming from, it's never, I'm, well, seldomly it comes from the customer because the customer would, you know, in this case, the customer shows up with their truck and they say, okay, fill this up. I'll pay you the amount you want. But what's, yeah. what's funny to me is how so many of the accusations of ripoff come from others who sell it, you know, sell the firewood. Friendly fire. Yes. Ironically. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if I'm selling firewood and I get, you know, so much a cord and you sell it for twice as much, then I'm the one calling you the ripoff. You know, it's it's not yeah. our customers calling us ripoffs. It's <laughs> fellow yeah, firewood I have, sellers. Yeah, I have you know, never been uh, once questioned about quantity if my measurements were off, you know, and I did a video, I had my very first customer complaint ever. And it was, you know, the, the customer said the, the wood didn't burn. It was for a pizza oven. And I, I think it was just cause the wood was out of the same order. Um, or one of my sections that I have out here for another restaurant, which is very finicky and the wood was good, whatever. I think it was just picked up a lot of water from the, bottom of my pickup truck when it sat overnight so that you know they complained about that but never once have i had a complaint about quantity my measurements are accurate and yep. i stand behind those so uh you know that's where but i i think you're right then it is it's friendly fire it's um it's people within the industry yes that um or maybe they're not Maybe not in the industry, but in the community. Yeah. Because I don't know if the guy, you know, calling me a ripoff because I sell <laughs> bundled firewood was a professional. Right. Uh, but yeah, but I I don't know. In in my case, like I have my roadside stand and the the bins that I sell out of, it's I mean, it's a it's not like a cord measured amount, but if a customer were to come to me and say, what you're charging for this amount of wood is a ripoff, I would just say to them, well, then don't buy it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, it seems like the ripoff is always thrown out there after the sale by, like you yeah. said, others in the industry. And that's what I find kind of funny is, you know, sometimes yeah. there's uh, the perception of all of us in Firewood are 
big, burly, strong, husky men out in the woods, yet we're very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe it is. It's a low self-esteem thing, you know, it, oh, where uh, they just can't handle someone. You know, I don't know. It's I just, <laughs> I don't it, understand it. It's, it's a very highly uh, unfortunate uh, thing about the firewood community is, yep. you know, a, and I just don't know, dude, does this really happen in other, you know, do other producers in other industries throw, throw rocks at each other? I remember when I was in auto parts, I worked for a national auto part chain and, you know, you can just from the outside looking in, they're all the same, you know, they all copy each other. They all look alike. Uh, but that was the one thing you never, ever spoke poorly about the other company across the street. Yep. You know, there was that professional courtesy about everything. And, right. uh, but man, it doesn't happen in the firewood industry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, now I'm just thinking like, I wonder if at like farmers markets, you know, if Farmer Jones sells his peas for $2 a, a, a bag and, you know, another guy sells his for $3 a bag, is there, mm -hmm. is, is, does that happen? Or <laughs> is Farmer Jones <laughs> ripping people off? Or <laughs> it's fun yeah. to think about, but I don't know if, I, like uh -huh. I said, it's, yeah, usually there's that mutual you know, respect for each other, or you just, you know, you, you tip your hat. It's like, Hey, if you can get that in your area, more power to you. Maybe yeah. I should look at myself again, back to the self-awareness and say, can I do this in my area? Should I try it? I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to be totally honest here. Okay. My firewood is the highest priced wood in my area. And there was this one time, you know, I ran into a customer. I was talking about what they had ordered and they had bought it off someone else. And they, <laughs> that guy's prices were higher than mine. And I was like, well, I got to raise my prices then, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, there's nothing wrong with being the highest priced service, uh, in your area. So I take a lot of pride in that, but I also take a lot of pride with what we do because nobody, um, is going to beat us in quality and, and service. Right. And, uh, that's just the way I am. I'm very competitive like that. If I do find someone out there that's doing it better than me, it won't be for long because I will copy what and do exactly what you're doing and I'll do it better than you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is my, that is my commitment. So that's just the way I am, but I take pride in being the highest price. And I tell people right at the front, because I say, I'm probably not the service for you especially people that are calling and they want a, a cord or a multiple cord delivered. I just tell them, I guys, I'm not, I'm not your service because my prices are too high. I split my wood too small and you'd be much better off, you know, going to another place. Yep. And, uh, people, people like that, you know, right. I, I have nothing to hide with this. And I, <laughs> I always say I have very high self-esteem. I have no problems telling people, you know, that I'm not, I'm not the right service for you. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. If, if, uh, and that there again, like that's where I don't know if the whole rip off type, type of thing would come from a customer because if you're up front, you tell them and they agree to pay it. Like, <laughs> did you rip them off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though, there was when I sold auto parts, okay, 
I remember, you know, this back in the 90s, if some of you guys and gals out there remember this, there was like these spark plug wars that were going on where, you know, there's a traditional spark plug. Well, then they came out with like the split fire and then they had ones with three electrodes and four electrodes and titanium this and that, you know, where you could get a, you know, a motorcraft or an AC Delco spark plug for 99 cents each or these premium ones that were like $9 each, you know? And that always bothered me where they would try to push these, you know, premium spark plugs on an unsuspecting shopper. Yeah. I don't know that, yeah. you know, but, and that's, and I guess that could happen in firewood too, but, um, that is, you know, I think part of being professional, having right. respect for your customer and that you're not in it for just, you know, for one sale, then you're done for the year, but you're making a living out of it. And it's not in your best interest to, to gouge or to take advantage of, or to rip people off. No, you want repeat you customers. Know? You yeah. want customers who come back <laughs> and who spread the word. <laughs> Yeah, but going back to the comment, that's eh, just a ridiculous comment. You know, it is. <laughs> because how many bundles of firewood are being sold in this world every year? And right. just because this guy would never buy one, you know, his his belief system transcends the entire world, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> well, okay. And, you know... <laughs> And again, uh, I mean, we're, we're not, you know, we're not, I'm, I didn't want to bring this up and try to come across as, you know, we're like poking fun at anyone or we're trying to stir the pot with anything. But I think it's a, a uh, conversation, you know, worth having and just bringing a little awareness to it because I think yeah. people out there hold those opinions and, you know, sometimes you just need to address things and, and talk to, talk about them just like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am, when we're done with this podcast, uh, I'm going to turn off my computer and I am going to go call um, Exxon and call them <laughs> and call them a ripoff because they're selling, they're selling gasoline at $4 a gallon. And oh. I'm here to tell you that I could go to our bulk um, oil company up here and get it in 55 gallon drums, you know, for $2 and 50 cents a gallon. Yeah. So, you know, they're ripping people off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could go on forever. That's what I'm saying. I'm, oh, Dan, is this, I, I think this only happens in firewood. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to think that as well, because I mean, and, uh -huh. and you're not the only one I've seen, you know, I've seen other people that are accused of it. And, and again, I think it all comes back to, you know, people in one area who have been doing this for a while and doing it the same way over and over and over. And all of a sudden they're, you know, like I had a guy, you know, messaging me about um, how he wanted to make himself out to be better than me because the, of the amount of wood that he sold. You know, like he's like, yeah. try, try, he'd send me a picture of a big pile of wood, say, try pushing this through your little roadside stand. <laughs> and, and I'm like, 
Well, if I did sell, own. if I did sell that amount, I'd make twice as much as you did. So who's who's the bigger fool here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so again, I think it's just uh, it's an interesting thing to talk about because. Dang, Joe, you're ripping all those people off. And I don't know if I could be part of a podcast with, you know, someone like that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I, I my mind is racing right now. This week I was at the food court at the mall and I bought a slice of pizza for four dollars. Oh, my God. I could I could have bought the entire pizza for nine dollars. Yeah, I need to go back and call that guy a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and there's a perfect example that I don't think a lot of people look at. You know, firewood is like you said, a commodity. It's the same principles. Yeah, you know. yeah, it is. And that's just one of the principles in modern retail. You know, smaller quantities are worth more. Yep. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, all, all right. right. I suppose I will, um, you know, forgive you. Like I said, I, I was Thank losing you. a little sleep over this. <laughs> um, I was worried about, you know, potential backlash from being associated with someone like you. Uh, but, but I think you've cleared the air. I think you've, you know, yes. you've, you've put my mind at ease. I'm, I'm feeling. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity. <laughs> Clear and my hopefully bad name. everyone out there listening enjoyed you know enjoyed this <laughs> yeah all right well i think uh maybe this is a good time to say goodbye to everyone for this week what do you think yeah man? i think this has been a good good little episode and again uh for those of you listening wherever you're listening be sure to uh, uh follow us and you know and send us an email, thewoodhounds at gmail.com, or leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And couldn't be more appreciative of all the uh, the people listening so far. I mean, all those yeah, countries. This Can has you been believe? a great experience. I mean. Yeah. Well, it's, this has been a great experience. And I'm real glad to uh, be able to sit here every week with you and call you friend. Yes. Uh, even though... You know, I've heard, even putting the stuff I've heard behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we get to talk about all the bad things I've heard about you. Oh, oh my. <laughs> well, we I, are I, having I, a seven-hour episode <laughs> next week, people. <laughs> we we do have to, we can't forget, we have to get into the, the wood snob uh, discussion. Yeah, oh. uh, that'd be a great episode. Great yes. episode. All right, Joe and all you woodhounds, we'll catch you all next week. And everyone, be cool. Be cool.